Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Packers, Falcons, Chiefs, Patriots, a lot to unpack on that Monday night. Tuesday morning for myself, over here in England, watching the game. Project Sports has you covered, though. We're going to break down both of these games and these matchups. The Packers and Falcons are going to be pretty quick. I mean, there's not a lot to, to dissect here. Based on a stat line I'm going to read for you, Aaron Rodgers, 327 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. He was 27 for 33 in his past attempts. Matt Ryan, zero touchdowns, 285 yards, no interceptions, 28 for 39. Handed the ball off a lot to Gurley. He had two touchdowns. Just a boring game. Packers win. No surprise here. A lot of people talked crap about the Green Bay Packers before the season started. A lot of people throwing shade at Aaron Rodgers. And he has proven a lot of people wrong. Aaron Rodgers got on the Pat McAfee show. They had a little interview, a little exchange. And he gave him a quote, a pretty good quote. Aaron Rodgers says, I sometimes laugh when people talk about the down years for me. Because a lot of times, down years for me are career years for most quarterbacks. Start of the season, a lot of people were down on the Packers, saying their offense was going to struggle. They didn't know how they were going to look, all this, blah, blah, blah. Mike McCarthy leaves. What's going to happen? Aaron Rodgers is 4-0. 4-0. What can you do? He's performing well. He stepped up. He's cocky. He is a cocky quarterback. But he's winning. And that's all that matters, right? I mean, the man is playing out of his mind. And he's playing very well. Not to mention he did play against the Atlanta Falcons who are struggling with their own things going on within their organization. And pieces need to be moved and things have, have to be had with them. But... You're still playing in the NFL. When you win an NFL game, it's a good thing. Teams are competitive. Games are competitive. You're there to win football games. It's not really much to break down in this game. It just the Packers played well. The Atlanta Falcons played average to crappy all over the place. So moving on to the New England Patriots. And what a great game this was for so many different reasons. So many different takes before the game, so many different takes after the game, the buildup to the game with Cam going down with COVID. There's so many things to be unraveled. And then the aftermath, it's just brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. You got people being super patriot loyalists coming out, defending how well they played. You got people sort of in the middle saying, yeah, they played well, but, but you still have some glaring issues amongst your team. And quarterback is a massive issue going forward. You need to sign Cam Newton. You don't need to sign Cam Newton. Why would you give him a five-year contract? We should give him a five-year contract. I mean, this these are real things all over social media that I've read from people just going wild. I'm part of a few Facebook organizations that are groups on there. And the vast differences of opinion on here are just crazy. The fun ones are the loyalists that, you know, nothing can be done wrong against the Patriots, even when they lose. Like Julian Edelman drops a pass, you try to call him out for, you know, he's had an increase in drop passes, and people just, they just, uh, they, they're they okay with it. Julian Edelman was a leader. He was he made a great play in the Super Bowl of the Atlanta Falcons. I'm sorry, that was two years ago, three years ago. What, what are we doing here? Are, are we trying to win now, or are we trying to win two or three years ago? 
Because when Julian Edelman drops a pass that goes into the hands of another player and turns into a pick six, and he's had issues with not catching the ball, there's an issue here. I'm not talking about Julian Edelman and his, his legendary performance as a New England Patriot, as some people were suggesting. Is it a problem moving forward into the season that he keeps dropping passes? Is he worried about previous injuries? Is he worried about being hit? You don't just become a great catcher throughout your entire career of holding onto the ball, being reliable, and all of a sudden dropping passes. Is it age? Is it injury? Is it nerves? He doesn't want to get hit again because he doesn't want to get hurt because he's more worried about his health than he is about the game now. These are very valid points to bring up. And do we need to move on pretty quickly? Yes, his leadership is important. I got into a conversation with a guy who actually had a conversation about this. He talked about his leadership, how it's very important for him as an older wide receiver and being an influence on the younger receivers to make them mentally prepared and show them the Patriot way. Got that. Similar situation I had said with Arizona Cardinals and Larry Fitzgerald. It's the same thing. I get it. That's that's great. But Larry Fitzgerald is not their go-to guy now. Julian Edelman is their number one wide receiver. He's being treated as the number one wide receiver. We have a glaring issue here. We have a huge issue at wide receiver. It's been like that since the beginning of the season. And all of a sudden, you know, we can't say anything bad loyalist, the Patriot loyalist. Listen, I'm a huge diehard fan, and you can't take my fandom away because I question what's going on in the organization. I've been a fan my entire life. I was 11 years old when they won the first Super Bowl in 2001. I've known nothing but success. But I'm going to call out when we start to fail because I want to push this team to be like the Steelers where they're relevant, you know, for the entire existence of the NFL. I don't want down years. I want I want to be consistently in the playoffs, you know, for as long as football goes on. I don't want to be the Cowboys and Cowboy fans, you know, living in the 80s and in the 90s, just in the past and being delusional, buying into the, you know, the fancy the fun, the cool toys of the wide receivers and the running backs. No, I want to win football games. And when you don't make plays or you make costly plays to cost the game, just because he's Julian Edelman, you're not going to hold him accountable? Come on now. Come on. Be consistent. This is not 2001, 2003, 2004, all the way up to 2007 to 2011 when we had great teams and they had valid defenses that were, you know, amazing and had lots of leadership over the years and were passing passing the baton consistently. All I'm saying is that those were championship-level defenses. And in the recent years, we've had championship-level defenses as well. And going forward, we've had a lot of turnover in the last two years. And especially this year with even some of our players that have played here for a while ended up not playing because of COVID going into this year. And a lot of younger players have had to step into roles quickly. We are identifying four games in the season that they're a pretty good defense. Okay, that's four games. I need an entire spread of a year to find out exactly what they are. How do they play in December? How do they play in the playoffs? You don't know any of this. Yes, you have the you know reigning former defensive championship player of the year and Stefan Gilmore, but be realistic. Let, let things happen before you just jump on, oh, we're going to be fine, we're going to be good. Don't be blind, people. Do not be blind. Be objective in your opinions when you look at it. Now, let's get into the stats here of the game so we can kind of break some of this stuff down, and then obviously we're going to drill into Brian Horner as well. So the quick stats are Patrick Mahomes was 19 of 29, 236 yards, two touchdowns, first touchdown only coming into the third quarter, and zero interceptions. Patriots defense did a great job. They played extremely well. Belichick had 
Patrick Mahomes confused for the most part in the first half and even into the second half. I mean, you just saw after every play they would pan to him. He just looked confused. He looked frustrated. He, I'll give him credit. He battled through it and still won the game. I mean, the, the Kansas City Chiefs won the game, and they they played well towards the end of the stretch. Got to edge games out. That's what championship teams do. We got to give them some credit. But the New England Patriots defense played so hard and so well, and it was really impressive. They just couldn't get any help from their offense. So let's move on to the the QB situation over in New England, you know. Brian Hoare and Stidham combined for 190 yards. Three interceptions and one touchdown. I'm just going to put them together because it still wasn't even better than Patrick Mahomes by himself. I'm already seeing if next week if Cam doesn't play, what do they do? Do they put Hoyer in or Stidham? And there are people who are still picking Hoyer. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Stidham. Imagine if Stidham had an entire half or didn't have to come into a really crappy situation. And play in that game. Yeah, he threw a pick, but he also threw a touchdown. Threw two picks. One wasn't his fault. We already talked about Julian Edelman. That was completely his fault. But the second one, he underthrew. But he also made a great play to kill Harry. He handed off the ball pretty well, too. You know, Damian Harris. And, you know, they, they, he, he handed off the ball real well. I kept saying that. I was like, oh, man. You know, not for nothing. He, he hands off the ball great. Just making jokes. But here we are. End of the first half. Brian Hoyer drops back. It tries to escape from a Kansas City Chiefs player, gets sacked. We don't even get a chance at the field goal. Don't even get a chance. At this point, we there was two times we went to the red zone. We could have been tied. Tied. Going into the half, we could have had the lead, actually. We could have had the lead. Well, Brian Hoyer, for years, has just been explained as this guy who knows the playbook. He can be able to come in, make the simple throws, make the simple plays, run the offense. What good is someone now at this point? To just know the playbook. I, I mean, Patrick Mahomes came out and said, you know, this year, earlier this year, he came out and said, oh, I'm just starting to be able to read defenses. Cool. I'm sure Brian Hoyer can read defenses all day long. Doesn't really matter when you can't make plays. So you're going to play Patrick Mahomes. That's why I say play Stidham. If he's got some talent, he's got an arm, he can make some throws. Let that kid play. Anyone who tries to come down on Stidham for throwing that pick in the end zone where you kind of threw it short. I mean, he's put into a really bad situation. He comes in at the end of the game against the Kansas City Chiefs at their place. It's a tall task. Not everyone's going to be Tom Brady, you know, coming into a game and just dominating and then going on to win a Super Bowl. That's That story's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. You need to give a quarterback time. He's a young QB. Give him another chance. Give him a full game. Get him prepared, ready. The, the same excuse that you're like, oh, let's play Brian Hoyer again, are the same people who are like, you know, Brian Hoyer only had a few days to get ready. Oh, so did Stidham, too. You think Stidham got all the reps going into that week? If anything, he got nothing. What we got from Brian Hoyer is what you're going to get. Steady Eddie. Matt Castle, better than Hoyer. We're not, we're not playing this game. This guy is a statue. Just freezes. Doesn't know what to do. Great. He knows all the plays. Congratulations. You memorized an entire playbook, but you can't do anything with it. So I'm going to go a couple over a couple of the defensive stats here. Uh, First downs, Chiefs only got 19. First downs for the Patriots, they got 21. Third down efficiency, the Kansas City Chiefs were 4 for 11. 4 for 11. You held the Kansas City Chiefs for 4 for 11 on third down efficiency. That's great. That's why I think the, the Patriots defense deserves the world right now. Which transitions into the next big question. What if we had Cam Newton? Would we have won that game? If we played that game the exact same style, the way the offense was run through Brian Hoyer 
and we ran that same style with the defense, we absolutely would have won that game. And we had a chance to win that game with the current quarterbacks that we had, but they they flopped on us. Cam Newton would have won that game. We would have beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And before this, a lot of people were talking about how the Patriots were going to get crushed. When you're not really understanding the matchup between Andy Reid and Bill Belichick and how they've had each other's numbers. Yes, the players play the game, but they're also both geniuses when it comes to schematics in football. They did a great job. It was a great game. It was a chess match. And Belichick confused Mahomes. And towards the end of the game, once it finally broke through and Mahomes played well, that's when it that's when it all broke down for the Patriots. You know, the, the defense gave all that they had, and you can't you can't take away from that. Proud of the Patriots defense. They played well. I'm just it sucks that they don't have, you know, an offense that could have done something, make a, a few throws. Brian Hoare's performance was worse than most rookie quarterbacks. Like, there was nothing good about that. You put rookie quarterbacks in that situation, the way Belichick put Brian Hoyer in that situation, and the game plan he came up with, they're probably going to be successful. That was trash. Do not play that man for this organization again. He should be gone. Give me. Don't give me that he didn't have time to prepare. I do not care. You're a professional football player on a team. You should be ready to go. I know you didn't get first-team reps. The week leading up to it, I didn't. I know you didn't know you were going to play, but guess what? You're a backup quarterback for a reason. What if Cam Newton got hurt in the middle of the game and you had to go in and finish? Oh well, I didn't get I didn't get enough reps for the game. I don't care. Play the game. You're part of the team, aren't you? Be prepared and be ready. And I'll come down off my rant a little bit. And yeah, going into this week, I want Stidham over Hoyer. And if I'm completely wrong and Hoyer has a good game, whatever, I'll live with it. But let's all be honest. We all want Cam to be there on Sunday. There's no question about that. Texted one of my friends, and I was like, yep, I miss him. I miss Cam. I wish he was playing this week. This is just, it sucks. It sucked watching a game that we actually could have won, and we lost. Basically, I just wanted to do a reaction podcast uh, to the games on Monday night, um, and that's pretty much it. I'm also going to make some picks with Ricks. Picks with Derek Ricks this week. Just a, a friend of mine here on on this base that I'm, I'm stationed with, and he's a Cowboys fan. We're getting a little bit of Cowboys talk and obviously we have some clear differences and grievances on this, but we're going to do some Ricks with picks. And coming up this week, and we also have the NBA topics as well, uh, Caleb Maciel is going to come on the show. We're going to talk NBA, fantasy football. This kid is a fantasy football guru. He never stops winning. All those people out there who say that fantasy football, you know, it's just luck and injuries, you can ruin your season. I'm here to tell you I've been playing with this kid for years, and he has showed me how many championships he's won within different leagues that he's played in back-to-back-to-back, like over the years, just dominates people. So he's very insightful of fantasy football. Going to bring him on the show, and it should be a good time. But I appreciate everyone for all the follows, likes on Facebook, which is just Project Sports. Instagram is Project Sports Pod. And all the support and love from you guys. We're getting up there with with the plays. Um, Probably going to get my brother on the podcast as well very soon. And we're going to have an inspirational story about how he drove his bike across America. It's going to be great. I also, if you guys know anyone or an inspirational story, Project Sports wants to cover not only just, you know, things that are going on within the sports world professionally or college level, whatever you want to talk about, but also on a scale where we can give back to the community. And if there's someone in here who has a story or listens to the show or you know someone, I would love to interview them in more of a different setting of of the show, but more of like get to know their story and really promote what's going on. They have to have a cause behind it as well. I really would like to promote that and get either funds or money to that person or whatever needs to support them. 
whether it be just a running, hiking, biking, even if it's, it has to do with the, you know, one of the four major sports within the, the sports world in America or even overseas. There's all different styles of sports around the world. If you have a cool story you want to tell, let me know. Send me a message on Project Sports. You can send a direct message to Project Sports and on my Instagram page as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one.